Welcome everyone to the C-Suite Marketing Perspectives podcast. I'm Steve McDonald, your host. And today we've got a really interesting guest in a super interesting subject. It's it's proof, right? The data is, is out there. It's in many, many studies. B2B CMOs fail quickly. The average tenure is around 18 months. It's about half that of CEOs. It's the shortest tenure in the C-suite. So what that means as senior marketing executives, chances are we're going to be looking for a job. We're going to be looking for what's the next progression in our career path. And when we do that, as much as those companies are going to be interviewing us, we need to be interviewing those companies. We need to be thinking about how are we strategically making the right move and joining an organization that is deeply aligned with our beliefs and really the role of the CMO and, and what that position does and how it adds value to the organization. So Jill, that's a big subject, right? Absolutely. <laughs> not one that's really well covered or talked about. So I'm very excited to have this conversation with you today. But um, you know, you're a you're a two-time B2B CMO. You've got over 10 years of senior senior marketing experience. Maybe just start us off and tell us a little bit about, you know, your background and what got you to where you are today. Yeah. Well, thanks, Steve. I'm really excited to be here. I love talking all things marketing and happy to help wherever I can. So, you know, have over 25 years of marketing experience. I'm probably one of the rare breed that actually has a degree in marketing, but a degree back then in marketing was not what marketing is today when you think about all the advancements and the evolution of digital marketing and social media and all the technology that has developed. And I think that that evolution is probably what has, you know, kept me curious and excited about a role in marketing so that as, you know, you're kind of growing up in your career and you're doing different things. I've had the luxury of being with phenomenal leaders over the time that have given me a lot of autonomy to learn new tools, to learn new things, to, you know, kind of tap into my sales hat or tap into a customer success sort of hat. And I think when you start to combine all of that, that's really been a, a major driver behind my success as a marketer. And then, you know, that personal curiosity that keeps driving you forward. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited to be here, talk more about kind of the future of marketing and how do we get aligned and where do we go from here? I mean, I love that. That's a good kind of kickoff, right? That, you know, how do we get aligned, right? We talk a lot about alignment between marketing and sales, but what I think you're going to talk about here today, what is that alignment between you and the company that you're joining, right? Now, I, I talked to a lot of CMOs and I talked to a lot of CMOs that are they're, they're, they're trying to kind of push forward a point of view in a very, very sales-centric, you know, mm -hmm. C-suite, right? And, and there has to be that. We all have to have our, our mindset on revenue. We're very, you know, deep penetration into the pipeline. But your CMOs, they've got quotas, you know, over their head. The CEOs, they're reporting to the board. It's all about performance. And so there's, there's no doubt why there needs to be you know, a very, very focus on the short term. But there is a longer term perspective as well that a CMO has to have, right? And if companies don't have that, maybe it isn't the, the best alignment when you're looking for your next job. But tell me, if you were looking for a position right now, what would be the kinds of things that you would want to judge the companies that are looking to hire you and bring you on as a CMO? Yeah. That's a really great question. And, you know, a lot of conversations are, are being had um, just in networking, 
talking to other peers and B2B, you know, marketing. And I think at the end of the day, a lot of us struggle with the same things. And that is sort of that alignment, right? And you talked about alignment with sales. That's only a piece of it. But I think what, what you know, I personally um, am looking for and what I think a lot of, you know, senior marketers are looking for is alignment in belief of what's the go-to-market strategy? How are we looking at revenue generation at these companies, right? And I think there's a lot of, you know, commentary out there today about, quote, demand gen. And demand gen is a risky word, right? And I think you and I have talked about that in the past too. But, you know, the alignment really comes down to what drives that overall demand. How do you look at it as a business? And what does that mean from your for go-to-market motions, right? You have a marketing piece of that. You have a sales piece of that. You might have channels and alliances as a piece of that. Um, but then how do you get, like, what's the view? And is it one view, right? We are one gener revenue generating company. We all work hand in hand. Or what is marketing doing for me today? Personally, I want a company that's looking for one view. And then I can help from my marketing perspective, also from just my experience that I've gained over the last 25 years of where else can marketing help? What other touch points, what other teams, functions, et cetera, are influential in building revenue? And so I think that alignment, that word alignment, it's much broader than sales and marketing, which of course we all know and, and understand today. Yeah, because you can get very easily steeped in a mountain of marketing tactics, right? And oh yes, <laughs> with, with you know requests from sales and customer success and the CEO, and we've got this event that's coming up. We got to run for that. We we haven't gotten the ebook out. We're, you know, it's very easy just to kind of get lost in the sea of things that have to get done. But what you're talking about is playing a larger strategic role in the mm -hmm. company, right? For sure, for sure. And Here's one thing I wanted to ask you on that, because this is something I found throughout my career as well, but the highest voice of authority in a company is always the customer, right? So if we do things that are right for the customer, we do things that are right for revenue for the business. That's typically the, the alignment there. Yet companies get very, very familiar with their customers, but that deep understanding, I think, puts the CMO at the seat at the table that represents the voice of highest authority. So when you're talking about a strategic go-to-market strategy, mm -hmm. what's your point of view in terms of like that understanding the customer, that deep, deep understanding of what their problems, what their needs are, and how does that impact that go-to-market strategy that you're talking about? Huge, right? Like marketing should be talking to the customer. And I've been a part of organizations in the past that was, you know, where sales was like, no way, you're not talking to my customer. And that already shows misalignment, right? right we, right. to your point, right? We need to understand what that voice is. How did customers find us? What do they find, you know, valuable about what we are providing? What communities are they a part of? Where do they get their information? What problems are we solving? All of that information and probably so much more, right? Is what is going to drive marketing from a, from a demand gen, right? If I use that word loosely, from a content communication, storytelling, right? Narrative build, that should be the driver. Absolutely. I mean, I think Gartner's talked about it as CMOs need to be more, you know, chief customer officers these days and, and really yep. understanding that. So you you just approached another subject there, 
right? And I know it, you talk <laughs> about content. And you, one of the very first times that we met, you said, I'm very much content focused, content first, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me why you're content first. And then tell me about how that plays into alignment with if you're a CMO looking for a company to land in the next evolution in your career, why content and that alignment is important. Yeah. Well, kind of, you know, a good marketer is also very data driven. So we can't let that slide. Right. I think a lot of people misunderstand that there's a lot of data data in the marketing world. When you kind of take that approach, there are some statistic out there and I forget who said it, but somewhere in the neighborhood of one to three percent of your total addressable market is in buying mode, actively looking for a solution. That means that upwards of 95 percent of the market doesn't even know that there's a, a solution to a problem that they may have. They may not even know they have a problem. So to me, right, that is the like epitome of marketing, finding out how to tap into that 95%. The low hanging fruit is the two, 3% that are already looking for your solution. They're already in the SEO, the PPC, they're, you know, they're actively looking, but how do you go after that broader market? It's through content. So like getting that back to why that's important to me, I don't, you know, when you're interviewing a company, you want to know that they understand that just as much as you and that they're backing that kind of content first communication style that they understand that storytelling and the narrative is super important to the future demand that your company is going to be able to drive. It's all about awareness. And what's so important about what you're saying here is that the the misalignment that I've seen with uh, you know the marketing function and the the C-suite in the company is that they're believers in content, but they're believers first and foremost in content and product marketing, right? Which is yes. super important, especially when you get to that five percent that's in market that's ready to buy. We have to have that nailed, absolutely. 100%. Yep. But product marketing isn't what's going to spark the conversation with that other 95%. Correct, correct. And I think that's where, I don't wanna keep using the word alignment or misalignment, but maybe misunderstanding that, yes, I would say the majority of the C-suite understands value of content. But what the what does that mean from a broader perspective? Because they're going to expect that there is a return on that content. Mm -hmm. But how do you measure that is where it gets tricky, right? And figuring out what the actual outcomes are. And that's where that, that challenge comes in, but when you're going after the 95%, you need, you know, having a good reputation is important. Being able to talk with experience and expertise, that's that product side, that's super employment. Mm -hmm. And you need to have authority, right? Like you have to be believable right. <laughs> with all of this, right? That you have right. a reason to have a point of view in the market. And, you know, we, everybody believes in like webinars and like this, you know, this high level thought leadership content and bringing panels of experts together, right. And, and formulating and validating that opinion that you have as a company and everything. But because it's a well-known tactic, it's usually not something that, you know, the rest of the C-suite is going to, going to say, why are we doing something like this? But when you're talking about addressing 95% of the market, you're talking about, using a lot of marketing's resources mm -hmm. to have an ongoing, ever-present thought leadership, you know, strategy for the business. Now that, and rationalizing that and sitting down with your CFO and saying, here, we're going to do that. 
that's a different story, right? But right. you you talked a lot about you know a data driven kind of CMO. Like, how do you, from a data perspective, think about that thought leadership content, that ninety five percent of the market that we need to create that kind of awareness with? Because that does short circuit conversations that sales are going to have, right? They're not having to to build the expertise and the reputation of the company and then are therefore the stature in the industry as part of the sales process, they can leapfrog that. And it yeah. helps position them as thought leaders too. So how do yeah. you how do you align with the rest of the C-suite and your CFO, your CEO, CRO on that thought leadership strategy? How do you well, I think if that alignment's not there from the start, it's, you're, it's probably never going to be there. I have found that that's a constant struggle that if you don't come into an organization with that same understanding of how do I approach marketing as a CMO? What's important to me to, to building that, you know, kind of long, um, you know, tenure from a, a pipeline generation or revenue perspective, you do have short-term and long-term tactics. The short-term mm -hmm. stuff is probably the things you already know from all of the data that's working certain number of dollars in PPC or paid ads or organic, right? The, the, the stuff we all kind of know and use, it's bread and butter. You've got to understand that to the point where it's sort of just an ongoing engine and you're not continually testing and massaging, right? Where all the testing and the massaging and the energy I put in is on the content side and figuring out what are those themes that we want to be talking about, that we have a reputation, that we have authority, that we have expertise in, and how do you bring that forward to drive demand? The metrics on those two things have to be different. But as many organizations and many CMOs struggle with, it is really hard to measure the, you know, the quantify, unquantifiable, the content piece, right? You can look at views, you can look at impressions, but none of that is really going to help you kind of get the CFO's attention. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I think you naturally going back to having that conversation with the customer, you need to ask the customer, how did you hear about us? They're going to tell you, oh, I saw a podcast. I went to your website. Then I filled out a form or I met you at an event and then I signed up for your podcast and then I filled out a form. So like that whole notion of, you know, attribution, it's skewed. And I always tell, you know, leadership teams that I've worked with, sales teams, my own marketing teams, right? You got to use the data for what it's worth, but then you also have to apply some common sense. We all are consumers. We may not be buying B2B technology. I mean, maybe in the marketing side we are, but just think about how you shop for anything. You might see a piece of clothing on a friend. You're like, oh, I really like those sneakers. Where did you get those? Or what are they? And you're like, oh, mental note. You forget about it. a couple of weeks goes by and you're like, oh, what, what were those sneakers? You start Googling around this. Then you're getting ads. And then you maybe bump into somebody else and you're like, oh, I just saw those shoes on a friend's. Like, remind me, where did you get those? Next thing you know, you're going to that website. Right. It is the right. same exact thing in the B2B world. So it being is. in all of those places, having that conversation, the reputation, it's all influential. So what you're telling me here is I'm thinking of this in, in terms of like the theme of this episode here, in terms of how you're interviewing really the companies that you're and the yep. alignment with that company, right? 
you've got to not only be a good storyteller as a marketer to your audiences, but I think you've got to be a good storyteller to the rest of the C-suite about the impact and the, the role of marketing mm-hmm. and what it can do beyond, you know, oh, you guys need more case studies. We can do that. You need some more data sheets. Once you do, we can do that, right? You know, we're planning the next event, like the, the functional role of, of the CMO. Yep. You're telling a story here that's much broader than that. And if that story doesn't resonate with that company that you're interviewing with, that's where red flags start to go up. Right. I mean, there's key questions. You can be asking every single hmm. one of the stakeholders that you're meeting with. How do you view marketing, right? And then you can see if that aligns with you or how, you know, maybe just takes your, you know, helps with the the conversation. What challenges are they facing in their function? Marketing may have input or impact on that. Even HR, right? Maybe they're having hiring problems. Well, why are they having hiring problems? Maybe they have, you know, not enough social presence. Maybe they don't talk about their culture enough. Maybe, who knows, right? You can help. Um, and it's really just about how can I help you do your job? And I think that that's an important piece. We all get up caught up in, you know, metrics, sales, revenue, what portion of pipeline should come from marketing? Sure. Those are all important questions, but at the end of the day, if you really want to be aligned with the rest of the leadership team, you've got to figure out what, what is important to each one of them and how do they view marketing in relation to that? You know, I uh, I had a, a two-time CEO on that was a- answering the question of what, what do CEOs want from their CMOs? Mm-hmm. He used to be a CMO. That's not always the, the, you know, there's not a lot of CMOs that make it into the CEO role. So it's a really unique perspective. And, and he said, here's, here's all I want from a CMO. I want them to add value to my company. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you, I think you were talking about what questions you can ask right, of the CEO, the CRO, you know, that you're interviewing with for that position. How do you want marketing to add value to the company? It's a perfect question. What a great question, right? Just to- and I will tell you, I think people have a, have trouble, right, outside right? of pipeline. Like I want, you know, if you're a CRO, you're like, I want, mm-hmm. I need pipeline. I need my sales team to have, you know, leads to follow up. Of course. Right. But at right. the end of the day, that's also not taking into effect or into an account what marketing can do for the base of customers. You right. want to talk about retention. We have great influence on retention. It's not just about new logo. You want to talk about cross-sell. So customer marketing is just as important as new logo or bringing in new accounts into a business. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully as you're having these conversations, you start to uncover maybe it's aha moments not just for yourself, but for those other individuals within right. the business that you might be considering joining. Because you don't want to get in there and then six months later, you're like, oh, we're not really on the same page. You then wanna, you have a real struggle. So you want to understand that alignment before you accept the job, right? Because, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because creating alignment where that bridge is broken already um, is going to be much harder to do. Uh, and I love the idea that the, these questions that you're asking them, because in their answers, you can also ask the question, what about if marketing did this? 
what if marketing, right? What if marketing help, you know, on the land and expand, right? That mm-hmm. should be a significant portion of our, if we're all CRO, CMO, chief customer officer, C, if we're all revenue focused, revenue yep. is going to become in a significant way, new revenue from our existing yep. client base. That's a really important question that you brought up there to ask. And Definitely. whether or not they see value in marketing's role in terms of doing that. And that goes back to, right, like if you are a siloed organization and you're only saying marketing, I want you to drive 50% of new logo revenue, you've now just thrown everything you just said, Steve, out the window. Because now marketing is like only going to, you only want us to focus on this. Right. What about the impact? Because no matter what marketing does right out into out in the market, you're influencing a variety of stakeholders from employees and future employees to investors to analysts to you know new logo opportunities but there's no way in a content first approach that you are strictly talking to one of those audiences maybe the content that you're putting out there is geared towards one or the other but you can't guarantee that only that audience is seeing it so you are influencing right right you know this is a question I ask all the time on this podcast. <laughs> and, and you know, content has been a very, very large part of the conversation here. If you could just put a rating from one to 10 on the importance of content to the overall growth and success of the business, one, not important at all. 10, it's actually vital to the overall growth and success of the business. Where would you rate it? Just to give kind of a frame of reference here. Yeah, 10. 10. 10. You could do all the traditional lead generation that you want, but if you don't have those those three things that I talked about earlier, like the reputation, the expertise, the authority that is all built through content, your conversion to, to win or close is going to be very minimal. You want to be at the top of your game, right? Like you're touting from the rooftops, not necessarily about just product, right? but you want your leadership to be showcasing their expertise so that when when sales is talk or when they're talking to prospects prospects have already met met right in the virtual world right your leadership your thoughtfulness your understanding of their problems and how to solve for it so by the time they're having a conversation with sales they're already made up their decision right right and by the time they want to have a conversation with sales, they're already 70% of the way through the research, the development process. Yep. And the trend is, I was at a sales conference last week and they put up a big stat by Gartner, you know, and it's all about that they want a self-serve, that's the trend, a self-serve mm-hmm. buying environment, right? We're talking about yep. B2B, right? So the trend is that they're making more and more of their decisions from the content. Yeah, and it's, and it's content that's helping them, educating, advising them in their job, giving different perspectives, helping them to mitigate risks. Right, this isn't about future benefit, right? So that kind of content, I agree with you. Ten and ten is super important. Yeah, yeah. If if we were going to wrap this up, and you were going to like list for me the top deal breakers in a company that wanted you to come on as their CMO, Mm -hmm. but you're judging them, right? This is your career. This is what you're going to be doing significant portion of your life, right? Yep. What are the deal breakers? 
I would say it's pretty obvious in the first couple of conversations if the only conversation you're having is around metrics and pipeline, that is likely a deal breaker because that means there's no understanding for the broader um, you know, achievements that marketing ha- can can bring in or, or um, influence on other companies. You know, on the flip side of that, I've had conversations where people are super excited about, you know, the idea of being able to build the awareness around their company. And so I would say that a deal breaker is just metrics. A deal breaker is you're only measured on those metrics. Um, I would say that's number one on my list. I don't even know if the list goes beyond that to tell you the truth. <laughs> um, you know, there's always things like culture and alignment. I think there's, I'm a natural born people person. I have like spidey senses that go off around personalities. I think that's something you can't measure, but I do think that it's important. You know, when you talk about, you know, we started this conversation around alignment. If you don't have natural rapport, on a first conversation, second conversation, just that that thing called chemistry, right? That you can just have an open free flow conversation. I also think that's a red flag, right? Maybe number two. I would agree that, you know, the best job in the world can be the worst job in the world, depending on the people that you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So this is the last question. All right. Okay. Go. If you got a job as a new CMO, and you want to set expectations, what do you want to be judged by? That's a great question, actually. Um, Obviously, there's going to be a a financial aspect of that. Mm -hmm. I think when I think about marketing today, and I've been doing a lot of thinking on this over the last several months, just thinking about how do you better align. There's got to be another word for that, Steve. Um, How do you, how do you really, you know, make sure you're all on the same page. And I really think about marketing in in three kind of areas. Um, You have to create the demand. So that creation aspect, what is the measurement there? Then you're capturing the demand. That's your natural, right? Like leads, MQL, sales, right? And then you have to convert that to closed one deals. That's your revenue and you know, your bookings. So I think in the in the kind of natural path of those three areas, I think that it's important to make sure you have agreed upon goals for each one of those areas. And the first one being the hardest to measure, but that's where the voice of the customer and getting feedback and all of that is really going to help you, um, you know, get the buy-in from other senior leaders within your company and a way to maybe quantify it a bit outside of things like impressions and views and visits and, and that sort of, um, you know, those sort of metrics. It makes really good sense. I mean, you know, there's, uh, there's so much to consider. There's so much complexity in, and I've had CEOs say that they think that the CMO job is the hardest job on the C-suite. Uh, unsolicited. <laughs> Right. I'm like, great. Give me a freaking break a little bit. Right. You know, listen. Right. But so knowing that that's that's the environment that the the modern CMO today is coming into. What's the takeaway that you're going to leave with the CMO community that's watching this today? What's the one thing that out of this entire discussion that we've had that you would want them to take away? Yeah. 
I think it goes back to asking questions, right? And open communication. If you're in a CMO role, have those conversations with the other leaders around the table in that, what do they want from marketing? What challenges are they trying to solve? And if you can help even with the smallest of challenges, it really does help build confidence in what marketing is trying to do long-term. Um, I also think that, you know, just understanding that kind of does play into, we are one revenue generating company and we all have challenges. If we all work together and we have open communication, we're more likely to be successful in meeting those challenges. But if you continue to work in those siloed manners and it's just team against team, we're not going to be successful and right. like short-term or long-term. To accentuate your point, I, I spoke with a CMO that was an analyst at Forrester, and she used to go in as the sales consultant with another woman who was the, the marketing consultant. And she said within the first hour of consulting with the company, we would know whether they were going to be successful or not. And it was whether the two saw value in each other's role. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about that alignment word again, right, you know, and that constant communication, that meant that there was teamwork there. Right. If they saw a value in the other's role, that meant that that they saw a value in what how they were going to be working together. Yeah. And so I think that's that's basically what you're saying, right? And that constant communication, because it can't be, you know, when I when I talk and they talk about success and that 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 alignment, right? They, you know, everyone's talking about regular meetings and and not being afraid to ask the questions of what's not working. Mm -hmm. Because not we don't we don't have a batting average of a thousand as CMOs, right? So not and we want to experiment. And right. so I think that that constant alignment, that constant conversation, right, is super important that you bring that up as a as kind of a takeaway here. Jill, Absolutely. if there was I, I know there's a million more questions that we could ask, but if there was um questions that the audience had that they wanted to get a hold of you, where's the best place? Is it like provide your your LinkedIn profile? LinkedIn. Yeah, okay. I would say reach out, LinkedIn, message me, you know, that's probably the best way. Fantastic. Well, we'll put that up as, as this goes up in, in a direct link to you there. And just thank you for coming in and, and taking on a subject that maybe isn't the most popular subject to talk about, <laughs> right? But one is obviously very important. So I really appreciate yeah. it. No, I appreciate the opportunity, Steve. Thank you.